Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Wow, met fellow adventurers. We're back with Sir Quokington. And the next adventure we will be doing is Sleepless Night. Unable to sleep, you felt that a walk under the stars this cold autumn night would help you relax. As you're about to find out, a sleepless night is often better than a walking nightmare. Embark on this adventure. Unable to sleep, this particularly cold autumn evening find you you hopping about the dark streets of the Taishin capital. Because we're in Talentless right now. Your mind filled with a myriad of thoughts about nothing in particular. Despite the chill in the air and the weariness that hangs on your limbs, you are inexplicably drawn to this night's wandering, as if you travel the shadowy streets on some secretive mission that is yet to reveal itself. Wouldn't be the first time. As you near the eastern sector of the city, you spot a tall figure, garbed in a long trailing robe, moving slowly in your direction. An oversized hood is raised over the figure's head, betraying nothing of what lurks beneath the sinister shadow it casts. Your body tenses, and you ready yourself for a possible confrontation as your shadowy being looms out of the darkness and strides up to you, hopping about, stopping less than five feet away. The figure throws back the hood and is surprised to behold the pale young face of a woman. A long scar runs from the woman's temple to the tip of the chin. But the blemish does little to detract from an otherwise attractive countenance. Fancy I would meet you here, Sir Quokington, she says, as a sinister grin spreads across her face. When she witnesses the unnerving effect your use of your name has produced. You will make an excellent addition to my collection. You step back and assume a defensive posture. You have every instinct screaming you are in great peril. There are many who choose not to believe in the demons that stalk this world at night. She says as she weighs her arms. Yet that makes us no less real. For it is the call of a demon. Silent deafening that kept you from your sleep is the call of a demon this night that has summoned you to your doom a powerful drowsiness simply takes hold of you and out of you and and fight as you may you are unable to keep your eyes from closing the last thing you see before the darkness engulfs you the pale face of your assailant staring down at you. You wait for yourself and find yourself lying on a bed of wet leaves 
on the damp ground in the mist of a dense wood. Still night, with only a flint sliver of the moon casting light from above the forest surrounding you. It is indeed a lonely, eerie place. You groggily begin to wise, still trying to figure out how you arrived here, when a tall, lanky, vaguely human shape stalks out of the shadows ahead. As the shape looms closer, you're horrified when it is revealed to be a wolf-like creature, standing erect, its long, sinewy arms hanging below its knees, and its protruding maw housing a legion of sharp fangs. The wolf creature snarls and bounds forward, waking with you with his claws and, s- and snapping at you with his wide jaws. Hey, don't do that! I'm probably poisonous, and I don't like being eaten. The wolf creature savagely tears at you with tooth and claw, and is then stabbed to death. Right through the heart. And a twist. Like a twist. Your final blow sends the wolf creature sprawling to the forest floor. Its body twitches for several seconds then become still. Indeed, you are worthy of my collection, comes a sinister voice from somewhere in the darkness nearby. You recognise it to be the voice of the hooded woman you met on the streets in Talonus, and you quickly scan the dark wood for any sign of her. My pet will attend to you shortly, says the voice, fading to a whisper. He wait with braided breath for several minutes, but the voice does not again speak. You quickly decide your best course of action is to find your way out of the forest at once. Without delay, you set off through the dark trees. Okay, you're in the midst of a dense forest illuminated by pale strands of light cast by the silvered moon that peers through the canopy of the dark trees. This is the spot where you first awakened first awakened after having encountered the strange woman on the streets of Talonus. The eerie sound of the forest echo all around you. Now and again you hear a strange bubbling sound to the west. Let's go there then. The snapping of tweeds and the sounds of several feet moving across the leaf covered forest floor signals the likely arrival of danger. You assume a defensive stance as your eyes scan the forest that surrounds you for any sign of what might be approaching. Suddenly, an enormous black spider steps into the open, its bulbous torso nearly the size of a large bear. Well, that's just too big! The hideous arachnid wears up, lifting its floor legs off the ground before wapping, scuttling straight for you. Preserve her. Well, pet, issues a sinister voice from the dark wood. It's an enormous black spider. And I don't think it wants to be friends. Well, maybe it does, but it doesn't have any choice in the matter. Maybe it wasn't, you know, under the control of this witchy demon lady. We could be friends. But it is, so we can't. Be friends like that, that tarantula. His friends with a tiny frog. And then we could go off on adventures together. Frog and spider, frog 
and spider. They have adventures together. And something like that. But apparently that is not to be because of that evil witchy lady. Alright, gotta fight this big spider. The fight spider snaps at you with its powerful jaws. It can nearly swallow me whole. The spider's lengthy barb stinger stangs into your flesh. Pain courses through your body as its venom goes to work. What? It has a stinger too? Oh come on, that's just too much. Too much deadliness for one animal. Right, that gives me four damage. The enormous black spider has fled from combat. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to kill you. Cheerio! The enormous spider scuttles off into the darkness as it's lost from sight. Take a moment to catch your breath following the brutal struggle for once again hopping off through the dark forest. Alright, let's go to the bubbling sound. Strange bubbling sound to the east. So I have to turn around. You're standing at the edge of a small clearing. In the centre of the moonlight clearing is a pit of glowing coals over which is suspended a small iron pot. The pot shakes and bubbles, spewing white foam over its side. There are some items you can use here, but I don't have them yet. So, I started off on the eastern side. Let's go to the southeast. Right, and then I loop round to the north. And then I go west. The night-shrouded forest is full of strange, eerie sounds. The snapping of twigs and the crunch of leaves now and again, off in the distance, indicates... That you do not want Londa from this dark wood alone. I go west. The vicious snarl from the shadows ahead startles you, and you quickly assume a defensive stance as your eyes scan the dark woods for any sign of a foe. A large wolf creature, much like the one you first encountered upon waking in the woods, loops into view, its fangs bared and its cool yellow eyes fixed on you. For several tense moments, a silent standoff ensues. Or as the horrid beast is standing up, then, suddenly, springs through the air, his clawed hands outstretched. Just to just crush you entirely. Wolf creature. I'll stab... Well, I'll stab one. I can always stab another. Savagely tears at you with your flesh with tooth and claw. The wolf creature digs its sharp claws deep into your flesh for six damage. And then again for seven damage, but it is slain. 20 XP. The wolf creature, creature emits a blood-curdling howl as it collapses to the ground at your feet. You'll be able to continue on and move away from here when you notice something on the ground next to the beast's carcass. A closer examination reveals the item to be a pair of bat wings. You decide to pick them up and take them with you. It's a pair of bat wings. This is a pair of severed bat wings. The, with a pair of bat wings safely tucked away among your possession, 
he once again set off through the dark wood. Well, that's a strange item to get, which means it must be important. Oh, it's that spider again. Hello, hello, hello. Can, can we try? No, no, we can't be friends. Oh, pity, pity. The spider snaps at you with its powerful jaws. And it runs. Yeah, look. Look, just help me get I want you to get, I don't want you in that witch's service either. Maybe if we work together, we can both escape. The enormous spider scuffles off into the darkness and is lost from sight. You take a moment to catch your breath following a brutal struggle, before once again settling off through this dark forest. Alright, back to the southeast corner. Now to the northeast corner. It's for strange eerie sounds. Got to the middle. Making my way down. Close to the southeast corner. You instinctively assume a battle ready stance. As a strange two legged reptilian creature looms to the view of the darkness ahead. The green scaled creature has the head of a lizard, save for its thick scaled eyes. Hide, and the torso and limbs of a man. A long forked tongue flicks in and out of the beast's fang-filled mouth. The lizard man hisses loudly as it stalks towards you, extending its long, razor-sharp claws as it approaches. This is a lizard man, and I am fighting it. The lizard man hisses as it savagely attacks you. The lizard man gashes at you with its razor-sharp claws. And it is slain. An old 20xp. Your final blow breaks the neck of the lizard man and sends him sprawling to the ground. The foul creature does not move again. On the ground near the beast's body, you spot a small, curious object. A closer examination reveals the object to be a well preserved human eye. Okay, now how did that get here? Despite the strong desire to leave the grotesque item where it stands, you ultimately decide to pick it up and take it with you. It's a human eye. This is the eye of some unfortunate soul. Okay, where did he get... Where did she get that? I mean, bat wings? There's a lot of bats. You can get their wings. I mean, you have to be a bit gross to get them, but you can get them. With the eye safely tucked away amongst your possessions... You once again set off through the dark wood. How do I stop it from getting squished? Oh, I, I must have systems for that. It's probably the magic that allows me to carry things several times my weight. Oh, hello again, Black Spider. Another fight? Okay, okay, here we go. Enormous Black Spider. As much as you expected, the enormous black spider steps into the open not far from where you stand. Hideous arachnid rears up, lifting its four loaf legs off the ground before rapidly scuttling straight for you. Hmm, I wonder. Does Matt know about Pidipalps? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He's never mentioned them. Preserve her well, pet. This is a sinister voice from the dark wood. Anyway, enormous black spider. 
I give it a star. He goes, <laughs> and he runs away, yelping. Scuttles off into the darkness. Okay, nearly to the northwest corner. Your harp skits a beat as a dark fe- feature drops out of the overhanging tree limb and lands in a crouched position on the forest floor several yards from where you stand. The figure rises to its full height and stands into view, feeling itself to be an amphibious humanoid with an oversized head of a frog resting on its broad You're another person who has turned into, a, into an amphibian! Hello! Hello! Uh, 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 hello! Wait. Oh. You're an amphibian that's turned into a person thing. Oh. I thought we had someone to talk to about this whole transformation business. But no. Large, orb-like black eyes protrude from the sides of the creature's head. It makes a glutteral croaking sound as it strides forward on its webbed feet. A stone-tipped spear gripped tightly in its long, rubbery fingers. This is a frog creature. And I feel slightly bad about killing it. Not enough to stop, but just slightly. Frog creature. The frog creature croaks loudly as it stabs at you with this stone-tipped spear. Keep stabbing. Well, stabbing's all round, but I'm better at them. 20 XP. The frog creature utters a final croak before collapsing to the ground on the top of its crude spear. You spot something near one of the beast's outstretched, lifeless hands, and lean down to take a closer look. The object that caught your attention is a bright yellow toadstool, so I have to pick it up and take it with you. With the toadstool safely tucked away amongst your belongings, you once again set off through the dark wood. What a strange combination of items. Alright, hello again spider. Bye bye, spider. Alright, northwest. And now going south. Went up two little alcoves that went passages to the east. Hello again, spider. The spider's lengthy barb stinger stabs into your flesh. Painful courses through your body as, as its venom goes to work. Oh, oh, you're near. You, 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 were, you were way more braver than I expected that time. And it just fled. So it was off in the distance. I'll take this opportunity to heal myself. Alright. To the southwest corner now. And then I curl, go to the east, curl, and then curl round back to the west. The sound of heavy footfalls is your first and only warning of an approaching danger. Out of the shadows ahead emerges a large two-legged rat. The human-sized creature sniffs the air rapidly as it slowly approaches. You catch sight of the rat man's thick, leathery tail sweeping over the ground and note that the sharp iron spikes have been driven through it, turning the appendage into a barbed weapon. The Watman subtly springs forward and attacks. 
arching its spiked tail over its head as it swipes at you with sharp claws. This is a wet man. Well, you've got to go down. The wet man viciously gashes its teeth as it claws at you. Alright, claw away, wet man. I'm still going to stab you. And I have. It is slain. 36 XP. The bloodied corpse of the Batman lies face down at your feet. On the ground, not far from the creature's body, you spot a small, curious object. Much to your horror, a close examination of the object reveals it to be a severed human finger. Despite the strong desire to at least leave the grotesque item where it stands, ultimately decides to pick it up and take it with you. It's a severed human finger. With, sev- with the severed finger safely tucked in amongst your possessions, you once again set off through the dark wood. Well, I've been everywhere you can go in this wood now. Hello again. Hello again, spider. Alright, and it has fled from combat. Look, look, look. I- I'm starting to think, with all this stabbing... With all this stinging me you're doing, it's starting to pull a little bit of a dampener on our friendship. Yeah, well, well may, maybe, maybe once the witch isn't watching, we'll be able to get along then. But I don't think you'll ever be able to find me, so... Hmm. Well, back to the pot. Hello again, spider. Fled from combat. Yeah, 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 that spider. <laughs> Again? Come on, you should run. When you're running away, you should run a bit further. <laughs> Go on, you, you, get, you get a couple of minutes of running away before you get yelled at. Take advantage. Oh, there's the spider again. I took a break to heal and it sneaked up on me. Alright, okay. But back to the cauldron. Just one more step to the east. Now to use those items I just found. Use the human eye. You toss the human eye into the boiling pot. The pot begins shaking and foaming with renewed vigour. Alright, toss the human eye. The pair of bat wings. You toss the pair of bat wings into the boiling pot. The pot begins shaking and foaming with renewed vigour. Alright, what's next? The severed finger. In it goes. I toss the severed finger into the boiling pot. The pot begins shaking and foaming with renewed vigour. Oh, it's going to bubble over or something. One more item to add. The yellow toadstool. You toss it. Yep, shaking and foaming with renewed vigour. The small iron pot begins to grow red hot. And the thick home spilling over its side has turned a brilliant shade of green. Your every instinct screams danger. As dark shapes rise up in the forest all around the small clearing and begin closing in around you. Your pulse races as the shadowy figures emerge from the trees and step into the open. 
without warning. The iron pot in the coal suddenly explodes, projecting its red-hot shards in every direction. You scream in agony as one of the shearing pieces strikes you square in the back of the head. You collapse to the ground, barely able to draw breath. The last thing you see before your eyes flicker and close are the shadowy figures moving to surround you. Oh no, that's not good. That is not good. That is not good. You wake with a stop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And leaps your feet. Prepared to defend yourself against any intimate threat, threat, but you are taken aback to discover you are no longer in the moonlit clearing. Much to your own amazement, you are standing on a dark city street, quite near to where you first encountered the hooded woman. The voice from behind startles you, and you spin about, prepared to defend yourself. The shocked faces of two city guardsmen is a surprising but welcome sight. We're figured you for dead, miss! says one of the guardsmen. These wobbers we scared off were set to pick you to the bone. Half believe they killed you with that lasty blow to your skull. The memory of the searing shard from the iron pot returns to you, and you reach into the back of your head, wincing in pain, as your fingers touch the sizable bump that formed it. So this, this didn't happen? That, that didn't happen? This was just some sort of concussion-induced fantasy? You must have had iron head to take a shot like that and be back on your feet, laughs the other guard. Well, it's plain you'll, plain you'll pull through it. Word of caution, though. You best find somewhere place to save the night, stay the, spend the night. Dare say there's likely to be more vermin like that stalking about before dawn. Still confused by recent events, you manage to thank the two guards for coming to your aid, and you bid them fair. 
bid them both farewell. The guards stroll off along the street, and he prepares to set off along the way. Suddenly, an all-too-familiar voice on your left breaks the silence, and you turn to behold a strange and horrifying sight. A childhood friend you have not seen in years stands only a few yards away on the dark street, watching you intently. Your friend's feet, but not in the voice you so fondly recall. It's the soft, sinister voice of the hooded woman you first encountered on this very street. I will come for you again, Sir Croakington. Issues the voice from the mouth of your friend. You are more than worthy for my collection, and I shall reserve for you a high a place of high honour. Do not expect to know when I am lurking nearby, watching you from the eyes of a familiar face, or filling your ears with the sound of a trusted voice. You watch in horror as the figure rapidly morphs into at least a dozen familiar familiar acquaintances before slowly fading from view. A voluntary shudder runs the length an involuntary shudder should runs the length of your body, and you quickly move away from here, thankful to survive the night's ordeal night's ordeal, but unnerved by what you just witnessed. A vague, unsettling feeling creeps over you as you pass through the dark streets of the capital city and find yourself longing for the reassuring first light of dawn as your hand comes to rest on a small object, not previously in your pocket. It's an unidentified black wooden wing. Currently, it has encumbrance of one. You do not remember picking up this small, black, wooden wing. I will identify it shortly. Uh, I'll do... And that's the end of that. That is the end of Sleepless Night. And you get 512 experience to general. Now time to rest. Because the last time we tried to rest, we got woken up. And transported to a crazy dimension. Now, time to use our Carnia. The unidentified black wooden wing has been identified as a dark wood wing. Also, 16 XP to our Carnia. Let's have a look at it. Miller waiting of three. Well, that's definitely going on on my. On my uh, feet, fingers, well, something. It's going on something. Maybe I'm just using it as a as a bangle. All right, I'll unequip the wing of the serpent and equip the dark wood wing. There we are, sixty-three MR now. Uh, well, I think we've got enough time left. Let's do another episode in Talonus. What to do? What to do? I'll do a fireside encounter. The warm glow spilling out of the windows of the Foxden outhouse is more than you can resist on this cold winter afternoon.
Start the adventure. Well, I'll save first. Gotta make sure you save regularly. Alright, back to Fireside Encounter. Bark on this adventure. You make your way along East Wall Lane in the northeastern corner of Tananus, moving through the ankle deep new fallen snow, which for the flat past two hours had been blanketing the city with the cold gnawing at your bones. The warm glow spilling out of the windows of the Fox Den outhouse just up ahead on your left is more than you can hope to resist. Without a second thought, you cross over the deserted lane and head towards one of the quarter's more reputable establishments. Much to your surprise, the alehouse is practically empty. A few patrons sit at a table against the far wall, engaged in a game of Traitor's Gambit. For a moment you contemplate joining the card game, but the ache in your feet and the nearby nearly frozen fingers turns your attention to the roaring fire. And now on a war Worn roasting bench, bench stands along the wall on either side of the fireplace, while there are a handful of folks sitting on the bench. Both places on on either side of the hearth are unoccupied. What is a roasting bench? This is the name given to a bench commonly found against the wall next to the fireplace in taverns, alehouses and paleo dens. In colder months, in, 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 in these establishments, because in colder months it is the most sought-after spot in these establishments, because of its close proximity to the warmth of the fire. This is a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. Take a seat on the bench to the left of the hearth, to the right of the hearth, or choose to sit in a chair before the fire. Hmm. I'm still stiff from last night, so I need back support. So on the chair. The intense warmth being radiated by the fire seeps through your outer layers and begins to assail the chill that has penetrated your extremities. After several minutes in the chair before the hearth, feeling very much renewed, you're about to rise and head over to the outcasts, where the young man, his leather boat strung with three daggers, enters their outhouse and takes on a seat on the roasting bench to the left of the fire. The young man eagerly extends his hands and feet towards the flames, and then turns and regards you with a friendly nod. Ooh, another hand of fate decision. Well, let's introduce ourselves to the young man. The young man is visibly taken aback when you introduce yourself, and he stammers slightly as he tells you his name is Wenlu. It's an honour to meet you, he says, regaining some of the composure, though he still continues to stare wide-eyed at you. Needless to say, I've heard about your adventures. I work at a copus place up the road, but I'm a spying adventurer. I'm afraid, however, there's not of not there. There's as of yet. There's not much of my own tales to bother telling. 
At length, Winyol bids you farewell and rises from the bench. As he prepares to leave the house, as he does, a small cloth pouch drops from amongst his meagre belongings and lands on the floor next to the hearth. He has not seen the pouch floor. Another fateful decision. So we turn the pouch, we'll take it to myself. Well, I've got to return it. Yeah, you, ex- you retrieve the couch and catch up Wenlu just outside the outhouse. He exhales deeply and gratefully accepts the returned pouch, which he safely, promptly fashions to the inside of his tunic. You saved me a cast full of heartache, he says, meeting his shoulder across. I hope your honesty and kindness is, ret- is returned to you tenfold in the days ahead. Farewell, Sir Crokington. You watch. Watching when you depart, until at last he passes round a bend in the snowy lane and is lost from sight. And that is the end of that adventure. Alright, that was a short adventure. Let's see if there's any other routes. There was 16 XP at the, the end, and that's not much at all. Now, I've done this, I've done this adventure enough to know that if you do it right, you get four ATs. Okay, uh, sit on the left of the bench. The intense warmth being radiated by the fire seeps through your outer layers and begins to assail the chill that has penetrated your extremities. After several minutes next to the hearth, feeling very much renewed, you're about to rise and head over to Alcast's when you're suddenly approached by a young street urchin. The young girl, her face darkened with grime, is garbed in little more than tattered wax. Through a heavy and oversized cloth cape is draped around her frail frame. She appears eager to tell you something. The keeper of the house, a scowling, white-haired man, immediately storms over and begins to attempt to throw the young girl out on the street. Fateful decision. Intervene on the young girl's behalf or do nothing. Okay, look, I've got to intervene. Look, I assume if there's, if there's more context here, I'll be told about it. But from what it looks like right now, someone's being a bit of a dick. Intervene on behalf of the young girl. Reluctantly, upon your request, the housekeeper allows the girl to play. To stay, provided she remains under your watch. You agree to this and promptly sit her on the pouch bench next to the fire and ask her what she is seeking you dropped this a fair way back on the street she says looking down she hands you a small leather pouch I didn't want you to lose it you realise at once the leather pouch she's placed into your hand is not yours but curiously peer into it surprised to discover it contains four adventurer tokens before you can ask her about the pouch she slips off the bench and makes her way out of the house. You follow swiftly along behind her. You catch up with the young girl across the lane from the house and tell her the pouch is not yours. She smiles and tells you she wishes you'd have regardless. You look very kind, miss, she says, still smiling. I don't think these these strange bits would do me any good anyhow. You sense she's about to one off again. A fateful decision now. Do I give her gold or not? Yeah, let's give her some gold. 
He grabbed the girl by the arm, preventing her from dashing off, then handed her back her cloth pouch she gave you, which now contains 50 gold tokens. She flashes you a surprised look and stammers something nervously before turning and rushing off along the snowy street. You watch her depart until she rounds a bend into distance and is at last lost from sight. And that is the end of that quest. What effect these fateful decisions will have remains to be seen. Alright, anything else? Any more tiny adventures? Well, there's Nola's flight, but that kind of ties into a big thing. We did Horseman ties into a big thing. Eavesdropping ties into a big thing. Ooh, the mossy hillside. Yeah, that's a small adventure. Upon first glance, the approaching rise in the forest appears to be nothing more than a steep, mossy slope. But as you near the base of the hill, you spot something that leads you to believe otherwise. Embark on this adventure. You're making your way through a thick patch of forest outside of Talonus when you stumble upon something odd. Upon first glance, the approaching rise in the forest appears to be nothing more than a steep, mossy slope. But as you near the base of the small hill, you spot something that leads you to believe otherwise. The faint outline of a door is barely visible beneath the thick blanket of green moss that covers the hill. You pull away some of the moss and reveal the partially watted timbers of the door, attached to which is a simple iron hatch. Open the door, ignore it, or use divination. Ooh, use divination. So to channel it. 4xp to divination. You sense beyond the door lies a tragic scene that is almost a century old. Despite the overwhelming feeling of sadness that you detect, do not, do you not sense any immediate danger. Okay. Well then, someone should, someone should bear witness. Open the door. You pull open the door and peer into a watting, but surprisingly spacious interior. Heavy stone blocks make up the walls of this hillside structure, and a pair of thick wooden beams that run its entire length hold up the earth that serves as it would, serves as its roof. A dilapidated table and three chairs stand in the middle of the space, while a stone's fireplace that bears the mark of past use sits at the far end. All appearances indicate at one time distant past, this old structure was used as a dwelling. Oh, we found a hobbit house. Although, there probably wasn't any hobbits in it. Unless some very weird things happen. Weird and copyright infringing, which means they didn't. In turn, explore this strange dwelling. What will we find? Holding your faithful life source at arm's length, you move about the damp, musty interior of the abandoned dwelling. In one corner, you discover several pieces of bone and a cracked human, and a cracked human skull, half buried in the soft ground, not far from the bones. You, catch, you can find half of a silver amulet. The likeness of a tower has been etched into the amulet. You decide to pick up the strange piece and take it with you. Silver amulet half.
Let's have a look at it. This common piece of armor will protect your neck. Well, well of course. Not very well, but still. You're about to abandon your search when you spot a stack of rotting wooden boxes leaning against one of the walls. The stack is covered with a carpet of moss and mould and is almost completely concealed. Well, let's have a look through it anyway. I am an adventurer after all, and adventurers always look for treasure. You've gone through about half the boxes, many of which crumble in your hands, when suddenly something streaks at you from out of the darkness. You leap back from the stack and prepare to defend yourself from the grey-scaled menace recoiling on the floor in front of you. The four-foot gnarl snake, whose nest you have unwittingly disturbed, rears back as it prepares to strike out at you again. Now there's more info on what a gnarl snake actually is. These grey-scaled snakes possess an extremely toxic venom, and although they are not normally aggressive, they will fight to the death to defend what they consider to be their lair. They've been known to reach lengths of six feet. Oh, I think I can handle it. Let's fight. Not like we have a choice. Although this this isn't this isn't how snakes work. <laughs> if you can fight them, a snake's not going to deal with you. <laughs> They think if they can't bring, if they can't a hundred percent confident they can bring you down, they'll just let you pass. More or less, I mean, I mean, some snakes, I mean, don't poke at snakes, but snakes don't go around killing for no reason. <laughs> the deadly snake strikes at you, and you have slain your foe. 2xp to stabbing. You, ca- you carefully search. You push the snake aside and carefully search through the rest of the boxes. Amidst the lower part of the stack, you discover the nest of, some, of the deadly reptile. Complete with a set of small, four small eggs, wasting no time. You destroy the eggs, and much of surprise... He spots a shiny silver wing tucked into the bottom of the chest. Oh, I don't know how I feel about destroying those eggs. It's an unidentified wing. This piece of magical armour will protect your finger. Confident you have not overlooked anything, you step out of the abandoned dwelling, prepare to once again set off on your way through the forest. For several hours, you continue to hop through the forest, until at last you emerge on the outskirts of Talonus. Having had your fill of the wilds for one day, you make for the city gates and slip and slip into the castle. Alright, time to rest to recover from that snake fighting thing. Alright, and let's use our carnio identify this wing. Oh I I forgot to actually pick it up. Where did I last save? I think I think I didn't save after after a fireside encounter. Well, I, I can just I'll just wash through that. All right, fireside encounter. All right, left. Intervene. Four it. 
give some gold. There. That's a very quick adventure when you don't actually read it. But you're supposed to do that because that's the whole point of this game. Alright, now. Back to the mossy hillside. Here we are. Divination. Channeled it. 4xp. Sad things happened. Open the door. Enter the dwelling. Silver amulet ha. Search through the boxes. There's the girl snake. The deadly snake strikes at you. The girl snake's deadly venom and courses through your body for 17 damage. Yeah, I guess it is a bit deadly. Not that deadly, but a bit deadly. 2xp, and now I actually pick up the ring. Yeah, I, I, I get spoiled sometimes by, by the actually useful and important items being auto-pick-up. Alright, and there's my wandering done. Probably, I probably have some bugs on the way. Yeah, and save, and west. Now, let's go identify this wing. It's a wing of vitality, and eh? 16 Arcania. Let's have a look at that. Well, I'm thinking one. One stamina point? Yeah, one stamina point. Now, if I got that, if I got that quite a bit earlier, it would be worth equipping. But now it isn't. It's one stamina point and it doesn't even do anything else. It is just about one of the worst wings in the game. Other than the ones that don't do anything at all. It's just there. Although admittedly I think I'm expecting a bit much of that snake. So you have a really nice wing. Anyhow I think that's... Well, we're getting close, closer to an hour. I think that's enough for now. Once more, I save. So next time, I will be doing something. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.